वेलकम टू एब्सोल्युटली राइट आई एम योर होस्ट अदिति सुराना आर वेंसडे एपिसोड इज लाइक विटनेसिंग अ साइको एनालिसिस और अ कोचिंग सेशन वी इनवाइट अ गेस्ट ऑन द शो एंड आई इंटरव्यू देम टू एक्सप्लोर देयर पर्सपेक्टिव्स आई रिलाय ऑन देयर हैंड राइटिंग सैंपल टू अंडरस्टैंड सम डीपर एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ देयर पर्सनालिटी दिस स्टडी इज कॉल्ड ग्राफोलॉजी At some point, you may feel as if you're sitting in my office in your invisible avatar, like Mr. India, and overhearing an intimate conversation. I must say that is the whole point. The idea is to invite you to be an observer to the real-time theatrical performance, some palpable emotions that we all experience when someone opens their heart to receive genuine feedback. Our guest today is Chetna Chakravarti. the host of positively unlimited podcast on the ivm network chetna is an alternate healing practitioner and is also known for her realign chakras realign life program she has helped people tackle chronic illnesses through bio touch in today's episode we will discuss what does your signature speak about you why is it even important what all changed for chetna when she unknowingly changed her signature and bust some myths about loneliness and independence we will jump right in the middle of the action on the other side of this short break stay tuned how many times have you motivated yourself to improve your sleep or lose weight or be more productive how many times have you failed hi my name is ashtin doctor tune into my show the habit coach podcast where we focus on creating small tiny habits to improve your life instead of those big impossible tasks so make listening to me a habit every monday wednesday and friday on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com or on your favorite podcasting app so welcome to absolutely right i'm your host aditi sarana and today we have chetna with us Chetna is a healer she's a chakra healer and i am very very interested to know what is the other thing that she does like like so many different modalities that you have gone through chetna please brief us on different modalities of healing that you are part of so um well i i i have uh, a very uh, well i call it an aligned way of working i have a modality that i do called bio touch which is for the body and uh, uh, chronic yeah, ailments yeah, that it's so bio touch is touch healing it's not a very famous or popular touch healing because the organization uh, well it's something that came up in the 70s in the states really? and yeah and uh, slowly they've they've kept it pretty tight because it was a uh, you know a small miners town in colorado that first discovered it and then they started using it and Seventies uh, and eighties, they've used it, and then they split up. And there's lots of practitioners across. Uh, in fact, recently, one we had a practitioner who's from Egypt who learned it, and wow. her father is um, well, he's no more. But um, you know, he's he's. If you watch the Netflix uh, documentary called The Pyramid Code, uh, there's an episode where her father Hakim Aywan comes on it, and he talks about bio touch being an ancient Egyptian healing, which has been rediscovered. um and and he's got hieroglyphics that uh, show that uh, you know so we've got that one little piece of uh, connection that came up uh, the main foundation is in arizona uh, tucson okay. and they've they've kept it pretty tight because uh, 
I think in the beginning when they started off, there was a lot of resistance against it, and you know, seventies, eighties was kind of crazy for them. So now they're now they're starting off to like you know reach out and spread it a bit more. I've been practicing it for about now seven or eight years. Wow! So yeah. how did you and how did you begin this journey? What exactly happened? Why healing? Oh goodness, uh, I I got conned into it. <laughs> oh. I don't I don't have any tragedy story in this one. Nothing tragic happened in my life. I was living a very good life. Uh, my friends oh, yeah. started to, and you still became a healer. How is that even yeah, possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the anomaly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my friend, my friend started, uh, you know, practicing healing techniques, and uh, her everyone in my life. Their biggest thing was, how come you are single? There is something not right with you. We have to fix your energies. So, which was the which was the pretext under which you know, and when friends started, everyone needs bakras. So I was I was the guinea pig. Okay. Um, I, I gladly went and I said, "Come on, let me see what you're doing." Uh, no, yeah. Friends support friends. So, and then and then somewhere down the line, she just got me into it, saying that you need to be doing this. You know, she gave me a deck of cards and said, "You need to be reading." Uh, then when I experienced chakra healing, she said, "You need to be doing it." When uh, BioTouch happened, we were organizing the workshop for the practitioner, and she said, "You need to do this." And uh, it, it used to be hilarious because everything she said you need to do, I'd first go with this full resistance and say, "Shut up! You don't know." No, what no, 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 no. I can't do any of this. What is wrong with you? I'm a marketing person. I can't be doing this. Oh. And, you know. So there was all this because I've, I've I've been a brand and marketing person in my career. I've been doing this since I was 19, like a content and marketing person. So wow. uh, to suddenly come to this was a whole different story. So when so now it's a complete uh, healing practitioner career. Yes, yes. So basically, I did. I started off with reading cards. I then did bio touch, which was touch healing. Um, I then did chakra healing, which was more for emotional and psychological healing. Uh, but then there was a, you know, I came to a point where there was a disconnect because the people people would do your three four sessions of chakra healing experience a subconscious shift but their conscious mind would throw back throw them back into old patterns um so one i changed the way i do my chakra healing uh, now i do it as an eight session program where we go through one, each chakra at a time uh, mm-hmm. we have seven chakras and we go through that um, okay. and i got certified as a life coach so right. i also bring in the coaching techniques so that you can shift your conscious mind right. um, and i have coaching programs as well that I run. So depending on what you're going through, you could come with something that's physical, something that's emotional, or something that's completely uh, mind-driven, logic-driven, habit-driven, and we can work through it. So I have your handwriting in front of me. So yeah. before I begin, I have a few questions for you to ask okay. me. If you have anything in mind, if you want me to explore well, a specific area. Not, not really. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a curious kitten. So I, at this point, I have no questions. I'm a blank slate. So everything okay. that you say is possible, and I'm happy to just go with it. Okay. So <laughs> um, the first thing that comes to my mind uh, is before you even began this journey uh, of healing and otherwise. So I'm gonna go much prior to that. And as a person, when you look at things, you're extremely logical which people might not get when they speak with you, especially in this modality that you are in. But you're extremely logical. Everything that you look at, you have to see it for what it is. You have to understand it and have to build a context. And if the context is not solid, then you would not buy it. You wouldn't go and say, oh, I see this esoteric thing. You're not that kind of a person. If you don't find whatever evidence that you're looking for, you will dismiss it 
no matter what other people are saying. So that's, a, that's an interesting part because, you know, I think your profession also has that, that perception about things being very yeah. fluid. But in that field, if I see a person like you who is not fluid in that context, you know, you would just hold on to uh, the clarity and you would not give it up. That must be difficult for people because you're not somebody who would just uh, make them feel good. You yeah. would say things which they don't wish so, to hear. So to, to, uh, to say yes, that is bang on because I, uh, the only clients I have are the ones who can handle the, well, I Bru- call it bl- brutal truth. Uh, I'm not I'm not a kind uh, coach or a healer Um, I'm compassionate but I'm not very kind I'm too honest for them and I've had enough enough of my clients turn around and call me up and say listen I have to tell you something but you have to promise you won't shout (laughs) so that's a that's a usual that comes but um, I I do I I, what you're saying is exactly right Um, I'm extremely logical and rational but I feel that um, given how my practice has evolved, uh, that has only helped me because it makes people relate to esoteric healing like biotouch and chakra healing that I do, which actually doesn't have solid scientific evidence behind. Um, somewhere I'm able to communicate it a lot better. Um, and and it, it's, it's uh, like they, they, there's better resonance and uh, relatability to, between my client and me because of the clarity that I come with. Uh, I agree I'm, with you and that's why probably coaching and that's why probably yeah. making it sound more pragmatic than energetic yeah. and that has been your USP and uh, I, I think that is a cool thing Completely. to have because, <laughs> you know you, you don't get stuck into just one area or one perception but you kind of no, not that yeah. and bring it in real context and you, then you're like okay but practically you got to look at things in these three manners and then we also let's, let's take uh uh, help of your tools to make and you know make it better to enhance it but not like rely on completely and be blinded by it you don't do that and I think that's no not not at all not at all it's like even with biotouch and that's a great example of where I struggled with that was um, because the the organization had done certain studies on the effects of it but mm. they still don't know how it works and when uh, I met and spoke to the Egyptian uh, uh, practitioner and I saw the documentary where her father talks about it. And she had already sent the hieroglyphic and the image to me much before that. Okay. Uh, that's when things clicked with me a lot more, even though I'd already experienced a lot of the uh, effects of BioTouch. I mean, I've used it with my mom with her cancer chemotherapy and oh the God. effects were brilliant uh, with my dad and his cirrhosis issues and the body pains and stuff. And I've seen it uh, work like magic. But right. for me to constantly rationalize it was an internal struggle. So in that sense... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm very logical. I'm very uh, rational. You know, things have to make sense to me. Otherwise, for me, I won't reject it. But I'll say maybe it's possible. I don't know. You know, I'll sit in that I, space. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I'm very good with sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like the the aspect of decision making in your case is uh, when you personal decisions and professional decisions. Though you sit on fence for external world. And we were also speaking about your book yesterday, which I'm really curious about, your positive action. But uh, I literally feel when you take steps and when you're very, very convinced, in your mind, you're constantly working at it. It might not look like that you're working at it for people outside and they might not look at those actions. But in your sense, you are at it. So you would not give up on ideas very easily. 
rather it takes a long time for you to give up on any idea so if you if you have seen something if you believe something if you have understood something it takes considerable amount of time for you to say okay i'm not going to do it until and unless it is not done until and unless you don't open your spaces you're not fully sure you won't give up and that is yeah. there are very few things that you have technically given up on they have so come I around i haven't given up on anything unless i have executed it it's my rule yeah. unless i execute it i will not give up on it and i will execute and fail i'll take whatever loss comes i will execute and fail i'm quite the thing but i will not give up unless i've executed it um i also have no like you're saying you're, you're bang on with that again because i have no sense of deadline i'm not running out of time i don't have yeah. that that i don't know whether that it's a muscle or what it doesn't exist um there's an idea that i've sat on for two years and it's only coming to life now and i'm fine with it absolutely mm-hmm. fine come on let's go you know it's like that as long as you you know you have given your best shot and you know that you are trying things in yeah, the yeah i i have to execute it for for me to say it's a failure without executed executing it without seeing it there tangibly in front of me um i can't i can't discard an idea that i have unless right in the beginning i've done the pros and cons and logically it's not making sense that's a different story um, no no what you take up the project as yeah, you don't yeah. give it once, 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 once you take up the project so if you might have known this i think in the uh, in handwriting it's a very common thing handwriting talks about who you are and your signature talks about who people think you are with or without your knowledge it's not necessarily that you are giving those signals or you are speaking with them but with or without your knowledge uh, we all of us project certain conversation certain thoughts certain persona and people perceive you like that so that's what your signature talks about now in your case when you sign your chetana c and the chakraborty c both are overlapping on top of each other now anybody's signature even for listeners if you have any overlap in your signature that definitely means the personal space is always um, in a way combined with your family space that means you're very very close to your family but at the same time uh, there is a sense of friction with your family because at at some level uh, it becomes too close so it's like you you're very close and then you are like okay i need a space i need my space and then you are again too close so that keeps happening with between your family members and you it could be one member or many members but definitely uh, a kind of intense relationship with and bonds yeah that's uh, we're, we're pretty much like that and it's um, see you know it's it's interesting that you say that because we're a small family we're four of us and uh, uh, cousins everyone is in other cities and towns and uh, my parents are superbly close to uh, like we don't have the joint family kind of system because my right. parents have had an intercaste marriage um so we we've been a unit uh, by ourselves since childhood um yeah. so we can understand one... also i can also yeah. relate so, because i'm one so i i know what it means yeah yeah so you know like like cousins and relatives and all please come Not over really. and we love you and all of that but we're still there's still that you know that kind of a thing but uh, and we've been raised to be extremely independent uh, do whatever you want to do go wherever you want to go um, i've never had my parents ever say will you look after me when i'm old that's not a statement that i've ever heard in fact my parents have said kid listen please grow up and go we'll figure ourselves out because my mom is malayali malayali is very typically oh. get out of my house let me be you've gotten married now you figure your own life or you you're old enough to earn so you figure yourself out so it's it's fabulous right <laughs> uh, and and my and my dad's uh, quite the adventurer so so we've not had this thing of we need you to take care of us kind of a thing but at the same time um 
the unit is very strong it's to say that no matter what happens we are still a family you can behave however you want with me you can do what you want uh, i will be angry with you for two weeks but a you there's no going yeah. anywhere Definitely. right so so in that sense we are very close uh, closely uh, neat so neat family yeah it it becomes it becomes harder it became harder for a little period with age because you were ready to go out there and do a lot of things and at the same time leaving family back was like okay you know i need to handle certain things i need to take care of certain things kind of a, that that friction was there but there's no um i mean it's an internal friction it's not on the outside like there's no push and pull in the family in the equations as such uh right. touch wood uh yeah we fight but that's because we are all boisterous we're a family of four boisterous creatures so uh, <laughs> so the 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 arguments are quite fun that way but the the friction is more internal so the friction yeah, is I'm more talking between, about internal yeah so it you know it's in sense of duty versus uh, my sense of uh, freedom it's it's that which is which is an interesting is exactly uh, what i'm referring to because yeah, you yeah. see two signatures one is only a name and another is like this absolute connection with family and when yeah, you so have I, extremes yeah so uh, there's, like there's the question that i have for you see and i said the questions will come now there's a question for you so yes. uh, the second signature which is only my name it's a fairly recent one uh, must be about 3 or 4 years old um, okay. and i still only use it in places where i have to sign courier or sign uh, like you know uh, a register or something like that um and the reason why i created that was also because of another graphologist uh, i was at an exhibition uh, you know i had a stall and i was doing sessions uh, so went up to see what other people were doing and there was a graphologist there who looked at my signature and said that you are hiding and you need to have a signature where there is you and you need to step out um because that will help you do that much more in the work that you are doing uh that's when i created that signature also another thing that i was told was uh, you know in my old signature where i signed my full surname which by the way it was my mother's rule you have to sign your full name that surname is so long na when you have to sign those 40 pages no i every time i tell think of my mom and i say ma why ma <laughs> so so she never taught us to do initials okay so it doesn't matter you have to sign the full name i don't have initials um so he when he looked at it he said that the y when i write my y which is the last alphabet or letter um i mark the by dash backwards right yeah? it's like and, it's literally like it comes down and it moves yeah. towards left and it is yeah. left there right yeah and and he he told me that you need to sign something that is forward um with your name which is where the second signature which is only my name came up uh but i don't use it very often like i said it's only to sign for your so, do you know distinctly this movement uh, moment where you changed your signature um like, do you know yeah, that I mean, they like, just like mark it in your mind because i want to say pre yeah. pre signature post signature analysis i want to do uh, yeah, i'm yeah. building this on the context that signature change can shift a lot and why it shifts is not only shifting uh, things because you are looking at them differently it shifts because signature represents your identity and when you put something mm. on the paper you say it's not only my signature but it's my entire persona out there when i am not there consider this as me or my approval so i always call this like your wedding gown so you know whatever you're wearing on a daily basis that's okay but with the very moment something becomes that significant and you got to wear it and you yeah. got to show it and you got to show it to your grandkids then that becomes that important in your life so you put your thoughts you make sure that you are at your best self now similarly the signature is that overall idea of how do i represent myself 
forever, pretty much. We don't make signatures thinking that we will change them. We make signatures yeah. with an idea that, oh, once I make it, that will remain my signature and I hope it turns into an autograph at one point in time. But that's the whole idea that yeah. people have. So when you're signing, uh, you're putting your entire self out there and it has multiple aspects. It has you, it has your family members, it has your working style, it has your work relationships. So all these aspects, because these are all your public persona identity points, right? So when you moved your signature from your old one to the new one, let me tell you what what has shifted. Now, one of the thoughts that you feel, uh, which you never expected yourself to look at, but you do feel like moving out, moving away from whatever you were doing before that. It could be physically moving out or it could be emotionally moving out. But that became a, like an important part of your journey of moving out and finding your own space. Now, how far you go, how fast you find it out depends on how important that idea becomes. But that thought has got initiated for sure. Uh, I do not know about this staying backward, moving forward. I don't have that logic with signature. But I do believe that signatures that are overlapping are self-destructive in many ways. So in your case, that self-destruction is questioned at a very, very deep level. So you were doing certain things which were not necessarily nurturing. They were not necessarily helping. And you really put a stop to it after the signature shift. And you did it without uh, technically getting it right. You did it because you thought this is the thing to do. Like I would say that signature requires certain kind of different additions. And this signature that you have made, as which is only your name, Chetna, shouldn't be your signature. However, yeah. right now we have already seen the shift without you doing it in a scientific or technical manner. You just did it because you wanted to get away from your previous one. Uh, I feel in your previous signature, you really executed things way more than what you have done in last three years. So you might have taken deeper projects, but the kind of execution and the kind of uh, activity commitment that you had was much higher. Now, did you do it consciously? Did you do it subconsciously? It's up to you to decide because that is something I won't comment at this point in time. Also, there are so many other personal things shifted for you, which can all, we can also discuss later because like, you know, many, many things moved and friends moved and you know, so a shift happened. But you didn't realize it. And obviously, we don't correlate that to signature change and all of that. Yeah. But that has happened for sure. Uh, one aspect that I would like to speak about is uh, last two years in your life, uh, you have been on a roll in terms of it could be either an emotional roller coaster or work-wise roller coaster. Uh, anything okay. anything <laughs> you would like to speak about or ask me about, we can then explore that. So- so here's the here's the thing. Uh, what you're saying is right. The only piece that I don't agree with is saying that before the signature, I was more active, and after it, uh, execution has not been as much because um, I actually personally my life has been reversed. Um, after the signature change, my execution has been uh, in fact faster and a lot more, and the decisions have been quicker, and the action has been much more. So it could be the quantity of action. For example, before this signature, you took lots of actions. And as I said, activity orientation was much Not higher. Really? Not really. So which is what I'm wondering. Because uh, before this, uh, I was in fact a very 
uh, easy, go with the flow. Ah, it will happen. I don't want anything. I'm chilling. Life is good. Kind of a space. Although there were certain ambitions and I kept trying certain things. Um, also because before the signature change, uh, and I know I'm, I'm calling it signature change, but uh, I'm actually meaning before the healing practice was chosen. <laughs> Because uh, the signature change happened after the healing practice was chosen, right? As, right. As, and even when I changed the signature, um, I, I still had, um, yeah, I still had two ventures. One was the healing practice and one was my food business that I had started up a year and a half before that. Um, so so in that sense, uh, it, it was a period of change. But I do feel that activity and execution has been way higher um than than what it was before so that's the only piece that i'm wondering but that i mean it can be their no, also i you know sometimes uh, we do feel um like physical action we certain many a times we take action in in a horizontal manner we do this a bit 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 we do not move forward necessarily in last um, two the moving forward has been a direct impact so you know, it has been more yes, aligned yes. but Absolutely. before that the activities, according to me, were much higher, which means the physical action was much higher, so, but it was not, it wasn't aligned. So it was like a lot of action. So question, question, are you saying, so my signature, that change or whatever I did about some four or five years ago, approximately, or maybe slightly even more, right? I think 2014, I must have done it. We are in 20, so six, six, years. six years ago, right? Uh, two years, these last two years, yes, has been uh, exactly like you're saying, the actions and the result is more aligned. A uh, lot more is coming through. Um, it's like saying the seeds that you have sown, now you are harvesting, like I'm reaching that uh, that stage. And like, there's growth, there's a lot of stuff that's happening, personally and professionally, both ways. Uh, so there's a lot happening in, in that sense. So the two years, yes. Um, but what I'm saying they're in terms not, of... They're not completely related. First comments I made about signature... Ah, so I'm right there. Six yeah. years ago, and last yeah. two years specifically, I was talking about how life has become like this super fast. That's, that's absolutely right. Because life has, uh, in the last two years, everything has shifted. Uh, it's like it's like uh, playing Super Mario and leveling up. <laughs> it's like that level up just happened. It's like one morning you woke up and it was just like a different level. Like quite, yeah, there was there was no there was no smoothly flowing into level up. No, not at all. <laughs> Pick the moment and it happened. So yeah, last two years have 100% been But that. that has been your life anyways. Yeah, it, suddenly there's a level up that just suddenly comes. Suddenly you happens. You can't give it any preparation time to begin. No, no. It's, it, it's like, uh, so I learned swimming. I learned swimming as a child by being pushed into the deep end. Literally, there's, I'm not joking about that. I didn't learn in a proper pool which had shallow and deep and all of that. I learned in a 10 by 10 tank on the farm which had uh, green color uh, river water with moss on the floor. And there were frogs in it. So I learned swimming like that. So we used to put on clothes and we used to just be thrown into it. Now swim. Oh my God. So there's a bunch of us kids who are like these uh, <laughs> uh, jungle kids who learn to swim. So for me, I think that's a life lesson in general, emotionally and mentally. I have no clue how to get into shallow waters. I don't understand it. I say, kya hai? what do we want to do? Chalo. Now, <laughs> 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 now, no, let's take the leap. We'll see. <laughs> so do that's you, pretty much that's that stayed okay so if if you want me to comment about something uh, which is you know active in your space right now what would it be well okay here's what i'd like to know if there is a sense of it coming out from my uh, handwriting uh, which is my uh, work life versus my personal life 
um and uh, i'm not talking about personal life as in family and friends i'm talking about work life versus a relationship uh, right uh, because uh, the one thing that has worked for me and it's effortless and honestly i've switched professions the other day i counted it during an insta life and i've switched some six professions huh? um wow. from 19 till now i saw I means i'm my father's daughter only every 3 years 4 years yeah. something we're doing okay right. so so um so it's never been a problem though i've i've succeeded touch wood i disclaimer i'm not being arrogant technically don't take it away i'm very happy modestly saying it <laughs> um i've i've succeeded at okay just for the listeners she said that directly to the god yeah yeah i sorry yeah, i do these things to all the listeners i do these things i talk to myself and to to him above <laughs> so uh, not to my third floor neighbor <laughs> no but but the thing is that when it comes to work um i i pretty much gone into it executed and uh, succeeded yes it has its ups and downs and yes there have been couple of things that i've failed at but it's not been like uh, it doesn't work whereas the relationship space for a lot of reasons which i know now uh, there's a there, it's been up and down and it's been a struggle etc uh, also i'm not someone who um, falls into love or gets into relationships very easily uh, i do take my time and i have long gaps between between relationships like long gaps and i'm quite okay in that it's not like i'm uh, you know struggling with it or anything um so when you see my handwriting do you see any correlation any conflict anything that can be worked on too so you know we began the conversation by me saying that how you being honest and in a way logical is is one of the strengths that you have in your professional life now that's exactly what goes against you when it comes to relationships most of the people expect uh, a kind of nurturing space from you because you are a person like that your kindness is about telling the person what he or she requires to do your kindness is also from a space of doing what is correct and what would help them grow eventually now uh, and which again is glorified and celebrated and validated professionally in so many ways right now the same thing the same aspect in a relationship with a man works against you because there that is not your job that is your job is to to be a companion somebody who can be on her own journey and if the support is needed then only you may provide a platform but most of the time let the person be now that's not easy for you if you can see the person is going and banging his head or he may bang it which happens to your lord that you can see things coming your way or his way all like a like way before it can happen like you know like way before and then most often than not you go barge in and you want to protect you barge in you want to help and i think that is a bigger challenge mm. because you know most men and i'm not talking about it as a generic comment but we chemically require different things from people and nurturing is also like a space where you are accepted for everything like most people also tell me that they want to come home and no matter what is happening outside they want to feel comfortable and secured and accepted yeah. now with you uh, that sense of home doesn't happen because you're like but if you're going to go and bang your head yourself and if i'm telling you not to do it you better don't do it because i'm talking about your larger good and though that is your area of caring you haven't come across people who understand that it's not yeah. that and there are people who get this kind of caring and i i know that uh, also you're very straightforward 
so i always talk about this thing called uh, you know tactic in relationship uh, tactic is not about being honest uh, is about telling people what they're willing to hear my my one of my examples here is imagine somebody's parent is really sick like really sick which means they are you know in last moments of their life you and if you have to make that call you you don't say that they're in last moment they say oh they're serious and you actually give them some time to buy in and make sure that they can absorb the information and be prepared and by the time they they reach the the hospital they are mentally ready to accept whatever news but if you tell the truth which it's itself is a, is in a way correct thing to do is not something that the person can deal with or ready to deal with also being a coach myself i feel uh, pity at times when people who have to put up with us because you are always on your journey <laughs> right like you are constantly growing and you are like on my next stage on my next journey so for other people to kind of cope up with it like they don't feel settled so in one place you are turning around and guiding them do this don't do this and all of that in second place when you are being completely vulnerable people don't know how to deal with you because you're so sorted when it comes to yeah. giving information so a lot more training and coaching will be required when it comes to dealing with relationships because you have to give people yeah. tools and methods to deal with you when you break down because all of us do which, in different yeah. ways but which which like you were saying the last two years has been that shift uh, you know which is in the personal space that has been the shift uh, one was to not uh, i didn't do it consciously but subconsciously it was always about finding the men who needed fixing <laughs> which is a perennial coach and healer uh, problem and yeah. even when it comes to relationships it's just that's the magnet right uh, so it was consciously saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> so consciously saying no to anyone who needed fixing saying no not that person no no can't happen right um and the second thing like you're saying is specifically telling people and this actually came up with friends uh about 4 years ago more than it came up in the relationship so it was something that already got sorted which because i've always been the strong one uh, i've been in case of emergency number since i was 13 so it's not uh, it's not something that's new that yeah. came up because of the healing right, right. um uh, but the the shift that happened was me starting to specify with friends and people that i'm close to that what they need to do exactly when i'm in an x state or a y state or i'm saying something so no. which is brilliant because now i have trained people around me yes <laughs> i've trained the okay. friends so <laughs> so and 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 hence in the relationship also the man is being trained saying hello this is what you're supposed to do <laughs> so the manual is ready you're saying the yeah, whole yeah. balance of so, so i i and i think the shift you know the shift actually came and and this is something for anyone who's listening there and who struggles with this kind of a, a relationship issue right where you're the strong one and you're the clear cut one so is uh, yeah instead of sitting in the uh, oh nobody understands me and oh when will i find somebody who understands me state even in personal relationships uh, i flipped to the point of saying okay let me logically deal with this so i used my biggest strength which was logic and rationalizing and logic told me that uh, why are you waiting for someone to read your mind why don't you just spell it out and right. there's no harm in that and the moment i started spelling it out um, and embraced my true nature uh, instead of trying to be something different um, it it's just working 
it just yes, started mo- working. Most of the time, we get stuck to the role, right? Like what you're saying is also the role yeah. of uh, being the caretaker, care provider, making sure you're there for people. So that role, you identify with that role so much that you yeah. do not have yourself any other space available. And as human beings, yeah. we are not one thing over another. There's so much happening at the same time. Exactly, exactly. That is not available when we get stuck in moments like these. So yeah, so I I just learned to say um, you know heads up low energy, heads up bad mood, heads yeah. up PMSing, you know yeah. heads up uh, haven't slept enough. Like I know because I'm so logical and I'm aware, mm-hmm. I know my trigger points. Yeah. So now I don't mince my words, and I'm and I've also I've gone one step ahead in this logical state where I've identified which person can handle me in which situation. Wow. <laughs> so so you now so there is one. <laughs> so I know exactly who okay. I'm calling when. Ha ha. Who to call when? Which person to stay away from, and which person to call for which trigger? So <laughs> my God, that is like taking the whole tactic to another level altogether. Like, But this is two years Super Mario level up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That that is understood completely. <laughs> so another aspect of relationship which I feel is very crucial for you, and it kind of gets to you, is the constant need for learning. Is you know that you have that as the most important yeah, agenda yeah. in any walk of life. There's nothing that you can do without being on the learning curve. Now the other person, if he is not a companion on the learning curve, that is your biggest problem. Like other things. any other thing is okay like you're like okay acceptable understandable this that whatever but the very moment it comes to somebody choosing to walk with you or not when it comes to the new learning curve and new learning spaces is where the challenge begins because that you don't understand so like i don't know how one cannot do that and this is where you become stronger judgmental person so you're already strong and in this case and your opinions generally matter in relationship a lot and now you also become judgmental because when the person you're okay person failing you're okay even for yourself you're okay you failing but you're not okay uh things not not attempting it things not uh you know you if you don't take control over it and if you don't work at it that's not okay for you so one of one of the things that i have realized very clearly is uh uh intellectual stimulation for me is number one uh if i cannot have uh, it, it's number one it's number no, one no, I, i'm also I, laughing not somebody said that so uh, what 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 type of man what matters to you in a man i said gray matter this is exactly what yeah, you're saying it's yeah. a so i mean i it doesn't buy me flowers doesn't say i love you five times a day if five don't i i will deal with it but if you cannot have a conversation with me about things happening in the world and things and whether it's business or whether it's markets or whether it's uh, football or whether it's you know the topic because for me i'm curious i will learn anything and everything right i will I'll, i'll take it in because i will ask questions and stuff so for me i've realized that if i have somebody who is not willing to have discussions um, and and talk about things that are happening um, it it frazzles me like i'll give you i'll give you a very uh, it's it's an amusing incident, amusing conversation around a not uh, around a tragedy that happened so um was it the notre dame that that uh, burnt uh, the roof yeah. the roof yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so this was last year um right. and and it hit me okay because i love history so for me saying that a piece of history was going up in flames was like a thing and at that point i was kind of dating somebody 
and uh, you know i'm messaging this person and this person replies saying yeah so so many people die anyway what a thing to talk about it that was immediate switch off for me that was like okay this is not going to work and i and i tried for 3 months more after that but that incident i knew it it's not going to work for somebody who but this is what i mean like you know yeah. it's, it's like no no this is what i mean by you being judgmental fully judgmental in how like it 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 really <laughs> like 24 hours to say woman calm down it may not be of his interest you need to calm down yeah. and yeah. which is why i did i did give it a shot for another 3 4 months eventually there were a lot of other things because this also shows a core nature that came up right which came up in many other ways but it in that equation i realized that between physical emotional intellectual and spiritual connection my number one need my biggest need i won't say number one but my my appetite is largest for intellectual right and for me um and hence when somebody is not willing to grow and evolve someone doesn't have goals someone doesn't have aspirations um and they really the aspirations have to be beyond i want to travel the world kindly uh please that's like old school now like get on with it uh if no, i don't have years anyway so what yeah, exactly so if i don't have somebody who's evolving i i switch off so it 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 was that was my learning last year that for me intellectual uh space is loudest So then there's something here i feel that your one the, the space is the loudest at the same time it's it's like is ever glow, growing and ever expanding yeah. so what would happen uh, over a period of time is you will require to create multiple friends or avenues in which you're stimulated because no one man will ever fit the bill yeah. okay so yeah. you know no matter what opinion we are talking about here but Absolutely. whatever the person does you would not be satisfied in having conversations so i would say if you can I mean, you don't take it off your table in this context but if you can make it smaller by having your need for intellectual stimulation being satisfied already so if a man comes so, along so it's it's again bang on because uh, i'm a true blue bombay girl of the 90s i have 40000 friends uh and uh, friends for every every uh, reason and purpose and i'm constantly making friends and again this is a shift of these well i've always had lots of friends but uh making sure that i have friends for everything that i want to do every interest of mine is is the long list, long list. <laughs> no, it's a long list it's a long yeah. list I, you know it's like when when yeah. my my if but if and when i get married there is not the wedding list is not relatives it's got uh, 40000 friends that's right. how many people i will have to have there uh, god forbid if i have to have a church wedding then for my bridesmaids will be till outside the church for <laughs> no. all i know because everyone will have to be there so <laughs> so it's it's a it's one of the other learnings like you're saying it's very bang on that instead of expecting everything from one person including in friendships um how to how to have a little bit of everything from different people right and, and that's, that's going to be very helpful for you because yeah. uh you know like that also it's not not having that person is also getting into how can it not happen zone right that judgmental zone is where it becomes a natural reaction so you don't the, even really to that to be to be very honest and actually when you are saying judgmental and i'm and i'm going to say this the my loudest judgment at this point is you said you wanted to change but you're not doing anything means then why you're bothering me that's my biggest obstacle yep. and fight which in the workspace because of clients having given me that space i can still push and nudge and work around it 
but in my personal space with friends, uh, I'm learning to accept that people may say something, but not really act upon it. And that's okay. And yeah. that's a, and that, that's that's a big a learning that's, that's in process right now. So I always say this, that my job as a friend, uh, you know, being a coach otherwise is to shut up. Like as a friend, if I try to <laughs> be a coach, it's almost like not having friend that friendship at all. So all I have to do is like shut up. I really practice this. When people are narrating their scenarios, friends are doing it. I, I nod and I hear and I do everything, but I just do not get into this temptation. And I think uh, it took probably 15 years to to know what to say. And I think it's going to take 15 more years to know how to shut up completely when you're not supposed to speak. I think that's a big lesson. 100% fully feel you because now I have I have moments when a friend calls up and she's ranting and I'm like, uh, you call the wrong friend. To rant, you need to call that person. When you need a solution, you call me back. <laughs> and then you call the wrong friend. <laughs> I hear you. I, I hear you. <laughs> So uh, another aspect of you doing, you know, doing relationship also, even friendships for that matter, uh, you can keep records. You can keep the, you know, though you have so many friends, you know exactly what journey, what person went through and how they, they went wrong there or how they kind of, you know, made these decisions they shouldn't have. And next time, so if you observe somebody do that, you can be straightforward, but at the same time, you observe so much. That you're a great listener. You know, you may come across as somebody who may barge in and say things, blah, blah, blah. But with all honesty, you are a great listener. People call you when they are in problems also because you listen wholeheartedly. You, They know that you would not buy their bullshit. And that's the reason they call you. That's the reason they, they come up with all their stupidity. And they're like, I did this. I did that. This happened. That happened. Because they know that you will see through it and you will not buy into their their stories that they are, you know, trying to fool themselves with and you'll see and say what they require to hear. It's just that the same thing uh, in relationships, you'll have to find another tactic to do that. So so uh, uh, right now I'm hoping that I don't have to find another tactic because uh, uh, right now the, the, the man seems to be behaving like the friends. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's digesting. So let's see how far this goes. <laughs> So let's just let's just hope and pray that uh, uh, it, it's working in an okay manner right now. We'll see. <laughs> like we will keep you posted on our next episode of Absolutely Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is from my side. If you have any other question that you think you would like so to I, dive deep, I do have a question. I do have a question, um, and it again comes back to that new signature, which, uh, like you rightly pointed out. Um, it's not something that I'm, I, I was satisfied with even then, but like me, I jumped into the deep end. So sign and we'll see it'll evolve. Right. So, um, hence I've sat with it and, uh, it's been evolving and, uh, I mean, it's not been evolving. It's stuck. Uh, but now like yesterday when I wrote it, right, I wrote it and I immediately felt, um, it lacks the softness that I, as a person have. Uh, it has my clarity and it has my straightforwardness and it has the flow. Uh, it also has pace because of the way I write it. It also has pace, but it lacks softness. It lacks love. It lacks nurturing. For me, those are the thoughts that kept coming to my mind when I was writing it. Um, like the flow seems staccato. 
you know if i i then i i won't say that i would say flow is not a challenge but i feel it is not a complete representation of who you are is what you're saying okay. like it's so many okay. parts of you yeah. are missing and i agree with you i feel uh, that the strokes the way they are formed at this point in time and i wish i can show this to our listeners but we cannot do that because yeah. the signature so i would anyway just not send photos yeah. of that but the whole idea is when your signature uh, does not represents all part of you it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable so there are two yeah. parts that have to match always one is who you're becoming not who you were not who your ideas are it has to be that space where tomorrow you may become someone else and you may change your career but still the chetana essence of it has to be captured in your signature for you to grow with it i also feel it has to match the kind of professional ethics you have as a person because you may uh, move from one profession to another but if you are this logical person that would remain if you are somebody who make sure that you would uh, do your research in certain manner so i feel right now your signature is slightly contrary in that sense like it it does not have that clarity that otherwise you have as a person right so do we require to make certain changes there i feel yes and we require to move it into a zone where it represents your professional and personal space at a different level altogether uh, can i comment about it right now unfortunately no because for me signature evolves we take 45 days yeah. to build somebody's signature so it has gone through six weeks process and we also support it with uh, your signature and handwriting changes so handwriting graphotherapy is an important part but if you use graphotherapy to build your persona first and signature is like a mask so you do the restructuring by putting the mask only when your internal organs are ready to do to do the restructuring got it, got it. that's how it is built so and i have two more questions for you when you change your signature uh, is it important to change it officially on all documents uh, or the energy shift will happen whether or not you shift it on all documents because in india changing documents is like a nightmare so i agree <laughs> and i always tell people that if you can nothing like it like i have had clients who have gone from like directors of the company so they got it changed to 50 places so their team was working for i think 15 20 days and said, this has to be done so it has to be done and there are other people who haven't done it i'm of an opinion that we don't sign off now you know like in last few years signing has become much lesser than what it used to be so now if you have to change your signature you have to practice it every day so there is a certain, num- certain number like for 45 days if you sign your signature in a new style it starts working also uh, we don't change signature as one shift i gradually change it so for in first week i would add certain aspects second week certain other things and you keep building on it so we are moving you from where you are to where you think you and where i think we should go in a gradual manner so there is no jhatka there so when that happens by the time it takes 6 weeks it's already subconsciously built so whether you change it or you don't change it officially it doesn't matter so as long as you remember it and you continue throughout the new signature throughout second question okay my my second question is if we have to and i'm asking this for me because i'm calling you up after this <laughs> um, if if we have to like you're saying it's a six week thing how does it work because see for okay so for instance if someone comes to me i know it's 90 minute sessions once a week it's at eight weeks right so how right. does it work with you 
what is the process of uh, and like you're saying uh, there's also certain other alphabets will have to change general handwriting will have to change right uh, so handwriting okay. yeah i have this question and then i have a funny question for you see i told you questions will come now now they're yeah. starting now yeah. so so tell me what's the process for someone to work with you on this <laughs> Also, uh, tell tell people this. Day. Yesterday, when you were speaking, I said, "Do you have any questions for me? Why don't you think about it?" So she said, "No, no. And now I'm going to go with the flow, and then Paresh Rawal will come, and then we laugh so much. So Judai, Judai, that's the part on his head. So yes. So now, now it's all coming out. Okay. Yes, so how how does the process work? <laughs> so you start with a short session. Like I, I generally. you know unlike other counselors or or most people who uh, speak and you know who are very very kind to to hear and and hear the stories i'm not that kind of a coach being a high performance coach i literally get to the issue so i do a 30 minute session before you start the process then for 45 days this is a customized therapy so after studying what is going wrong and after talking to you i build a therapy and that is my internal rewiring process that's one of the most important things on which i build everything in my uh, coaching modules so after 45 days of doing the therapy which you will have constant support from to make sure that you're doing it correctly and you're not going all over the place and doing your stroke on your own so we reached a we reached a point after 45 days is one more session to make sure that i close the loops that i had opened with you but sessions are are like the wires that plug in whereas the therapy is like internal wiring which requires more work and more attention from your end so this is how the process works so two sessions uh, and in between you do 45 days of exactly so six weeks so every two weeks we change the therapy and it goes like medicines so you're closely monitored when you're on these medicines but we make sure that the the, the operations and and closing the wound happens in first and last part of the module uh do you have to change your otherwise handwriting nowadays no one writes as such so that's not a big deal that's not a big big situation but as i said this is a mental workout so when you do practice certain strokes they start building new neuro pathways so you have to give that space for 45 days for rewiring to be completed so you can't do quick fixes and only change signature and then see shift then you see abrupt shift and then that kind of creates all the imbalance to make it in a scientific manner and you know i i think professionally i would have uh, been in a different zone of of quick fixes and quick money if i would have done chalo signature change karte hai type but i don't believe in it i personally feel if i can't do the entire operation i might as well not touch the process at all so i'm like i'm personally very diligent and methodical when it comes to these processes so i follow it with people exactly how i have you know discovered them or i have done as my research on so no alphabet changing no changing in your handwriting is required you just have to practice it and many of them are non alphabet strokes so sometimes you have you might have seen that we have a very famous stroke called flow of thoughts which is a s formation stroke but it is not letter s it's just like a stroke that moves on this is a non alphabet stroke similarly we have many other non alphabet strokes it's just that you have to get to it and you have to observe your breathing and it's it's a romantic process Okay so here's the here's the funny question for you yes, what do you do with somebody who's like that compounder wala handwriting that like no illegible ha illegible so what to do with that means as a graphologist i'm very curious what happens there like mine is still a decent handwriting i will say this that yes. <laughs> there, there's no modesty and all i know my handwriting is decent but what do you yes, do with that with <laughs> <Thanks>, scribbling <laughs> 
scribbling or uh, or whatever you think is illegible for me they are graphs so it doesn't matter so they still have pressure they still have spacing between the letter they still have beginning and ending stroke so graphology is 800 strokes put into action so all of that is is included in building a graph so it does not matter at all but uh, what does it mean at large if your handwriting as a listener who's listening and who, if your handwriting is illegible that means two things one is you prefer speed over quality so sometimes you're so busy getting things done that's okay if the quality is compromised in every walk of life and second thing is uh, you you might be really busy and you know you really have so much to do that you have to compromise certain things and just go with it so your mind moves much faster than your hand but i feel that can also happen when you are really focused on speed over quality so that is the the fundamental idea but i you know i, I remember doing an event where i analyzed 400 psychiatrists in a day and they were wow. all doctors it was like an event that uh, some pharma company had organized and we didn't expect so many people to come and we got psychiatrists they wouldn't want to like want someone else to talk about their personality but that's what happened like and i was speaking back to back back to back back to back and all doctors had writing so we kept laughing through the day I'm like, oh my god! Like, oh, doctor's handwriting. How is it not illegible? I can read your handwriting. How is that even possible? <laughs> not every doctor would have illegible handwriting. That is like a myth and a joke. So one doctor, interestingly, he wanted to test my knowledge. So he came at say twelve o'clock, and at four p.m. he came again, and he showed me his handwriting. And I was meeting so many people that day. I forgot their faces because everything became like one, one, you know, energy and some, some. some face moving and i could not remember people and look at his handwriting and i'm like you know i'm going to store this handwriting because i think i saw somebody so similar and handwritings are not identical but i think this handwriting is identical so i today itself i'm going to save this handwriting and he was so ashamed he said madam i'm so sorry why what happened like i was the same person who came 4 hours ago i thought you are just like talking in air and i wanted to test you i'm like well well that has worked very well for you so So basically, basically, then you had to look up and say, "Bach gayi, bacha liya." Thank you. This <laughs> <laughs> happens to me. I remember handwriting, and I forget faces at times. So it's like I remember the curves, I remember the stories, but I forget faces. So yeah, that's so that's to- like I remember the life stories. Like yeah. I have, I usually, I usually say that I have terrible memory, uh, and I forget uh, tasks to do and people. Like I can't remember birthdays and all of that kind yeah. of stuff happens. but uh, i will remember conversations it's strange how i will remember conversations and people will tell me in this i told you this 3 years ago and we've done 40 sessions after that how do you know i said because i know now this is this is coming yeah, back yeah, from yeah. there you know so so <laughs> i know exactly what you're saying that 40 sessions do not matter as long as you're connecting to the exact energy yeah, and the conversation yeah. also i think it's how it builds right in your mind it becomes like the entire Uh, visual board, like pretty much you see everything clearly. So I, I it's it's a movie. Every every person is a movie uh, is is a hero in their own movie, na. So that's that's there's a video library with that many movies. And and I think you and I are like those permanent people in the audience. Like yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll watch it. Yes, yes. And then we will also critique it by making our own notes on it. Like oh, that that's notes. <laughs> that that directional plot could have changed, and people could have said something else. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay. So I have, I have. Yes, Parish Ravel has expended all questions for now. I'm quite happy. <laughs> yes. So, Jinnna, uh, every time you make choices in your life, every time you make decisions, uh, you, because you're very, very independent, 
and you are also the stronger person and you can also argue it's very difficult for people to put up their own own stand you know put up uh, their own argument in front of you so my small suggestion before we conclude today's session would be what if you take out certain ways or find some methods for yourself by which you let those people get benefit of doubt or like you know not not be inauthentic but give room for them to really really take charge because when you're there it becomes obvious that chetna will take charge and i don't have to do much and things would fall in place what if you withdraw and you let your spells be let them be and let them take charge you know that's something how mothers do it for their kids and that's a conscious choice but probably doing it with friends and relationships would come really handy at this point in time uh you keep taking that overloading uh responsibilities and i'm saying overloads because they they are difficult for you but you still bend backwards and you make sure it is done uh emotionally and at so many other levels so what if you drop that and what if you keep holding yourself uh responsible as a habit that you become aware of it what if you become aware of that and you don't do it like for a change for next 3 4 months experiment with this thought is what i would my suggestion would be i i i coach not taking not that's it's taking four steps back the, yes. the in chacha there is no forward movement this time i'm only doing backward <laughs> but that is that is that is uh, that is great advice at this point of time and uh, i think there is no better time to practice it than the lockdown yeah yeah because no one's going anywhere there's no um, you know major change uh, on the outside everything can be tried right now <laughs> yeah and i think so, if you if you had that i think that nurturing side of you which is already available will come out more more distinctly so right now you know other people have to fight through it's like uh, coconut right it's so hard on on the external uh, side and when we look at it we feel oh that might there might not be any softness to it and that's what happens when people get intimidated and they find you too clear and too this too that but if they don't reach the core they wouldn't know how beautiful and how calming it could be but most of the people most of the players kind of die in that process of reaching the core but if you do not make it that difficult if you do not uh, make those entry points so tough that journey will become easier for you also because it comes from n- not not falling and not failing and making sure things work out but what if you do not do that it might come become a different also, also also another another perspective that i get when you say this to me literally is um to and i and i always remind myself of this and maybe need to remind myself of it a little bit more is everyone will not do things the same way as i will or in the same pace or in the same uh, with the same energy level or with That's the same clarity sensitivity um, the same sensitivity yeah. your bigger challenge is sensitivity if they are not sensible if they don't have sensitivity they don't have perspective to look at things at as a whole thing you know what gets to you is when yeah. people become selective in their understanding that you do not like if they have that overall picture and if they still choose an opinion you're okay with it yeah but that's that is your style that is not yeah. the so, style so to so to just remember that everyone is not going to be able to well we're not all the same in in simple words we're not all the same and we need to make room for different reactions and responses uh, especially those that are completely different from us in the same situation yes so completely. i i i hear you coach i hear yeah. you
thank you so much thank you so much for being on the show it was it was very different like i have never spoken to a healer on the show and also i must say that like i always feel uh, talking to healers can be tricky because sometimes they are not open to hear from other people so every time i i initially when i was stepping into the conversation i was watching my words and i was like i do not want to say something which goes against your own ethos and the way you look at things but it was an honest conversation thank you so much it was like it was fun for thank me thank you I, so I, much i had lots of i i really had fun um and i know what you're saying about a lot of other healers i know that because i faced it um but yeah i i for me i think yeah no i had a blast i i had a blast it was fabulous and for me i'm always looking for uh like my biggest it's like the indiana jones quest or the tomb raider quest of my life <laughs> is to find people who can explain things to me in a manner that i will understand um and and i will say this that in my handful of and really handful i can count them like i have fingers still remaining to oh to place people you are you are now placed on one finger thank you thank you <laughs> so, so much so for me because there were 40000 people i got that rank i'm so happy I, because for me it's it's for someone to explain something to me in a manner that i will understand and i will ask i will poke you and i will test you and i will argue and, but with you it was it was fabulous it's just completely relatable thank you thank <laughs> completely you. relatable and it, it just everything just falls into place now <laughs> so i am waiting to hear from you immediately after this conversation yes yes after this call yeah. it, imagine we would have done this in the studio we wouldn't have left each other we would have gone for a lunch uh, we would have told we would have told we would have told amit we need your office thank you vacate the premises we need your yes. office <laughs> but yes let's let's talk immediately thank you everybody for yes. joining in and this was like 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 you know free flowing complete jump in with both feet kind of experience you know <laughs> i i had a blast thanks for having me aditi thanks thank for that thank you so much yeah most people consider being alone is equal to being lonely and thereby being with someone is the obvious solution to the problem But do you know people who are lonely in spite of being in a relationship? Me too. Famous psychiatrist Carl Jung said, "Loneliness does not come from having no people around you, but from being unable to communicate the things that seem important to you, or from holding certain views which others feel unacceptable." So the question is, what is the difference between being lonely and being alone? Is it possible to be happy and alone? What can you do to deal with your loneliness? Let's discuss this topic on our Friday episode. Make sure that you send me all your questions. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Absolutely Right. I'm keen to know what were your takeaways from this conversation with Chetna? What action will you be taking today to improve something in your life? Do write to me on my Instagram account at Aditi Surana. If you like this podcast then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM network. You can listen to us on IVM podcast app or ivmpodcasts.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that show. We'd like to thank our sponsors this week Paytm Money. 
If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Guys, it's been a really, really cool week. We've had a ton of interesting stuff come out. We had an episode with Kunal Shah on Cyrus Says. We've had really stellar episodes on Pesa Vesa, Advertising is Dead, Filter Coffee Podcast on Empowering Series all over the place. Definitely do check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy what's been going on this week. And thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you again next week. Look, up in the internet, it's a meme. No, it's a cat video. No, it's the Geek Fruit Podcast. That's right. We interrupt this riveting broadcast to tell you about our show, the Geek Fruit Podcast, where Tejas, Dinkar, and I, Jishnu, talk about everything in pop culture, including DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix, and everything in between. You know how your friends hate it when you ramble about some nerdy crap and you just want somebody to listen to you? Well, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that, but come listen to us ramble and it'll almost be like the real thing. Kind of. Listen to new episodes of the Geek Fruit Podcast every Monday and the Geek Fruit Bulletin every Thursday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, the IVM app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, you nerds.